When you look at these business owners, you, you have that idea. You just, if you're gonna go with it, you have to go with it 100% and you have to believe in yourself. And this is what I always tell my members. I can bring you together, you have to close the deal. I make introductions, I can talk and I walk away. It's up to you guys to take the next step. So that's truly who we are, is making those connections, networking, and just promoting as much as we can about our communities. We are looking forward our way. We're in Studio C in the 511 Studios, located in the Brewery District, just south of downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Brett. With me, as always, is Carol. Uh, What do we got in store for this episode? Hi, Brett. You know, we are continuing our look at small business ownership today, but we got a little bit different twist. Let's talk about the value of our local chambers, how these organizations can create not only successful entrepreneurs, but also lend to successful communities um, with a thriving economy. Yeah, we're really happy to have David Polakowski. He is the president and CEO of the Tri-Village Chamber Partnership. Thanks for joining us. And I know this is not the first time we've met. No, it's not. We, 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 we have a habit of meeting at least once or twice a month. Correct. For yeah. A full, dis- full disclosure, I mm-hmm. work with him on the Tri-Village Chamber Partnerships podcast, Business Inspires. And so for the first time, I'm outnumbered. <laughs> usually, you know, David, usually it's me bringing in my friends and classmates and right. former colleagues and and alumni from my schools, and I outnumber Brett. Yes, exactly. Not today. Yeah. Well, you know, David's been a business owner. He worked for government, including economic development and nonprofit experience. So we want to start out by sharing with our listeners your background, how you came to be president of the chamber, and the timing of that president of the chamber is interesting as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a story. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So – well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's great to be here. You know, I've been doing nonprofit for almost 30 years, and um, it's my true love. I spend part of that time in public health. And, you know, I grew up in the Cleveland Burbs, went to Cleveland State, and actually I'm probably one of the few people still working in his area of degree with my urban affairs degree. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. I love a challenge. <laughs> You've had it. <laughs> am, I, am I smiling? You're smiling. You're smiling. Yeah. You're smiling. Yeah. Um. No, it's, you know, the nonprofit world is always evolving and changing. So, mm-hmm. you know, Very any, anything you do, you always have to look at how to keep changing and evolving so that people stay interested and want to come back. Um, I started interesting enough. Well, and to me, it was, I guess it's to me, it's interesting <laughs> enough. But I um, started my career in the Mount Vernon Knox County Chamber of Commerce and the Area Development Foundation there, Knox County, in economic development. And here I am, probably, hopefully they'll keep me for a while, uh, towards the end of my career, back in the chamber and starting in the chamber. And as it was today, it, it's I think it's two different worlds. You know, you're looking at back in the 90s when I started which is kind of weird to say 30 years, 90s, 1990s is 30 mm-hmm. years ago. I know, that's, yeah. So um, when I started, it was shirt tie, you know, shirt tie affairs. And I think that's when the professional casual started coming out. Mm-hmm. As soon as they said, you don't have to wear a tie, I ripped that thing off. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's been... Uh, 
I don't think I've worn one unless I absolutely have to. So I don't. Well, the, the whole the whole premise of business has changed so much yes. in the last 30 years. Thank goodness the chambers are moving along with it. Yes. And, you know, it's more of community and investment. We're still a membership organization. So we, you know, if somebody calls looking for a retail a restaurant, I refer them to our website. Um, we don't do a membership directory anymore because once you print that, it's outdated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they, in the past, they were doing it for two, every two years. So um, it really got dated quickly. And so, they're hard to put together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just, it's not easy. No, it's not. And I'm glad I don't have to do that yes. because, uh, <laughs> you know, once they become a member, they're automatically put right on the website and it just makes life easier. So I ref- mm. do a lot of referral to our website when people are looking. But, um, you know, the evolution in my career and looking at the nonprofit world, it has changed so much. And, you know, I've been in true mission organizations. I've worked for the March of Dimes. I've, you know, started a nonprofit with the Licking County Health Department when I was working there. I worked for tobacco prevention. So I've had a little bit of this, that, and everywhere. And here I am back in the chamber world. Mm-hmm. What I love about being so specific that we are saying this chamber is a nonprofit is that most folks don't think of a chamber of commerce as being a nonprofit. They think it's because it represents business. It's a business. You know, and it's interesting because, you know, as a chamber, we're a C6, so we're mm-hmm. not tax exempt. Um, a true nonprofit is a C, C3. So, you know, the tax status as a membership organization is a C6. So we right. still pay taxes and everything that we have to do as an organization. But, you know, we're still considered a nonprofit. Um, our focus is our members. Um, right. We've been doing a lot of rebranding. And as Brett said, I started at an interesting time, January of 2020. There you go. <laughs> it's interesting. Since I left my position in January of 2020, <laughs> the guardian angels were on my shoulders, not yours. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know what? I It was a challenge. You know, we... We zigged and zagged, and when everything got shut down, we went online, did our programming online. We mm-hmm. do all, did our board meetings. We still do Zoom. Um, but it was either adjust or fail. And, right. You know, as much of a somewhat of a struggle it was, we we ended up coming out of 2020 very strong, and it looks like we're going to go into 2022 very strong. So, Wonderful. Yeah, it's – I look – so – Previously, before this, I was running a Main Street program. It's called the Downtown Painesville Organization in Painesville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So it's a best practice program. And that was a true 501c3. And it was about community bringing people into the downtown mm-hmm. and activities and promoting businesses. And I, I still do a lot of what I did and learned through the practice that today. Right. I mean, that what you were doing in Painesville was supporting the local businesses, and that's what you're doing at Correct. Tri-Village. So. Correct. And, you know, we previously in Painesville, it was event-driven, which I was probably doing 50, 60 events a year, fundraising events. Mm-hmm. So it was a constant, um, again, development, rebranding every year, and making sure, you know, you hold the interest and people want to keep coming back. Wonderful. So um, let's define Tri-Village. Uh, those outside of Central Ohio um, have probably not, that, that's not clicking with them. Even some of those in Central Ohio, it may not be clicking with them. You basically represent the village of Marble Cliff, the city of Grandview Heights, and the city of Upper Arlington. 
Those are all suburbs of Columbus, sort of west-northwest area. Um, it's a it's a pretty good size. You're looking at 40,000 or so residents um, and 1,000 or two businesses. We don't have that number right at the top of our head, but yeah, lots, hundreds and hundreds. Um, but those three communities are very dynamic. Um, they have great school systems, progressive libraries, active, very active governments. Mm-hmm. Um, but five years ago, the two chambers representing those three areas decided to come together. And you have what about 400 members in, in Tri-Village. Um, but what is going on and how does this combined effort of the three areas, the old, the two old chambers, how is that leading to economic progress? You know, it's, it's funny because we have an, we have four committees, programming events, marketing, membership, and economic development. And um, we have each of our ex officios and partners in our community. We have each rep- a representative from each of the three um, municipalities and then two school districts. So we're, you know, part of it, chamber organization is economic development and how do we help to promote and enhance um, the activities in our communities and ironically what's funny is there's not much being done that on our side especially to promote our communities our communities are well known and when mm-hmm. you know people look at the research and um the development, I mean, it, it's amazing that's what's going on around there. You know, Grandview, and I can never remember the name along, Goodell, or on uh, Route 33, they have that new development going with the city, mm-hmm. which is mixed-use mm-hmm. residential apartments. And every time I drive by there, I'm like, wait, there's a new there's a new building. Well, I drove right. by today, and it's like, oh, a stoplight now. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's going to be fun. I didn't see that. Yeah, going downtown on, well, on and- uh, uh 33 and it's like mm, that's gonna be uh kind of nasty <laughs> but uh, i see where yes. it's needed though you've yeah. got to have the entry points and exit points mm-hmm. to that large development mm-hmm. on 33 there you have to and, and it's funny because you know we were talking earlier just identifying what actually is in our mm-hmm. limits um you know we flow over mm-hmm. i always say our three communities and beyond so if there is somebody outside of the Tri-Village area that's really interested in learning more about who we are and wanting to become a member, you know, I, I will sit down and talk with them and try to encourage them to join. And we have several members that are members of other chambers throughout central Ohio right. as well, too. So, You know, the interesting thing about those three communities, having grown up in Columbus, um, they were thought of as landlocked. They are. Mm-hmm. They still um, are. And yet the building is constant. I mean, Upper Arlington went through a whole change up along Tremont Northwest Boulevard, and they're going to be building a huge new uh, community center at the site of an old retail store, one of the big box stores that closed probably two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, their Grandview was looked at as being um, landlocked, and then suddenly Grandview Yard just popped up out of thin air. I mean, it's amazing the growth that is happening in our communities, even uh, when it doesn't look like there's one more lot to build on. Yeah, and it's interesting because I believe there's going to be more development going on. They're building more homes mm-hmm. in the Grandview Yard, and you know there's transition in in even like Upper Arlington, like you said, the community center, which was 
tremendously passed. I think it was like 80% Right, almost. right. And I guess the city manager, Steve Shoney, always has our economic development jo- director, Joe Henderson, say five votes shy of 80%. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so just, just to make sure. But yeah, there's... So there's a lot of redevelopment going on in both communities. Um, I know the city of Grandview Heights is going to be looking at uh, trying to create and implementing a new economic development plan and development of the community and where do they go. Um, UA, Burlington is just crazy. You know, you have the gateway, which is down West Lane um, going towards Columbus. And then you have the community center going Mm -hmm. on and which is, you know, I think it's going to be a huge asset for our community because there's going to be a venue for entertainment and, you know, weddings and special events. And, you know, the senior center, I believe they're going to have moved their um, residential business. And everybody's like, how does that work? I said, It'll work because, you know, we have these things called building codes, which right some communities don't have them yet. And it really is important to have building codes because um, it just guides you and you don't have this popping up, which doesn't fit into existing. So you, you always want to make sure there's blending. Well, again, for those of, of you who are our listeners are not from central Ohio, the three communities are really impacted by Ohio state university. It kind of like just butts right up to them. Um, we were saying earlier, upper Arlington used to be sort of the home of all the faculty from Ohio mm-hmm. state um, it's is the university pushing at you all, or is it really just a good partner? I think when you look at Ohio State, they're a good partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've been down Kenny and West Lane. Oh my gosh, yes. There's that innovation district mm-hmm. that they're building, and they have that used to be the site of my old office. I did continuing ed years ago. Yeah, and they're going to have several buildings. As long as well as office, residential, retail, restaurants. I mean, I think it's like a 20 to 30 year plan, but it, it's a huge investment. Mm-hmm. They're estimating one of the numbers was like three to five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And three of the major um, buildings are going up right now. So it's going to be impactful on our community because it's going to add to traffic and, you know, increase the number of individuals living in that area. And again, is it Columbus or is it UA, mm-hmm. Grandview or UA? Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I think there's a lot of positive things happening, like the Gateway uh, Project right on West Lane, um, where Half Price Books used to be. Mm-hmm. They're doing a five-story parking garage. Don't hold this to me. I, this I'm trying to remember. Um but it's five-story parking garage, uh, retail on the bottom, residential, and office. So it's, you know, that's the way they have to go up because, like you said, they're <laughs> landlocked. Well, and you know what, too? Those th- your three communities, Grandview, Marble Cliff, Upper Arlington, are um, situated within the central Ohio area. It's, it's a great location. You're near the freeways, but you're still really nice, small bedroom communities, um, close, real close to downtown, mm-hmm. easy to get downtown. I mean, it's a really – you're in a great location. Um, so it, it's um, – there are lots of, lots of things that are going right. 
Yeah. And, you know, when you look at it and even like the small businesses, this morning we did a ribbon cutting for a new member, um, Siona made their uh, retail and clothing and embroidery. Really? Oh, yeah. So they got this great setup. He's, uh, Wes and Dana started doing this in their home and it just has grown to the need for, uh, you know, the embroidery. Mm-hmm. And um, they, of course, have a lot of Upper Arlington clothing and Ohio clothing. The one of the best things I found, they have a. You're looking at it, and it it looks like some artwork, but it's actually a, a representation of 270 and all the major interstates hmm. in Columbus, really in Central Ohio. Yes, it's really cool. It is. And um, so they have, and, a, and it's Sciota Made M A D E. Okay, shout out to Sciota Made. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, well, yeah. And I guess with everything you're talking about, the developments that are big developing, Ukraine's mm-hmm. in the sky. You see them constantly. But let's bring it back down. I guess. Well, what are you seeing as challenges for business ownership today? In in that light, because you could be a a Sciota Made. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go, how do I play in this? Right. What, what do I do? Yeah. And, and I think it's kind of, I'm not answering it for you per se, but the chamber's there in the middle to help out, right? I mean, well, what's a chamber do with this situation? So, you know, when we look at, when I started the position, when we look at who we are as an organization, of course, we're a membership organization. So we're driven by our members in um, what they need. So the biggest thing is they want to see more networking opportunities. Bringing people together to share stories, you know, the biggest challenges, and I think it's everywhere throughout Ohio and even the country, is um, employment. Um, I just stopped in at a member today to say hi, and she was saying how, you know, Club Pilates and Grandview um, Yard, they just can't get employees. What do we do? You know, so, you know, on our website, they can submit – job postings, they can submit any event that they have so that once I see it, I approve it and it goes right onto our website. So there's opportunities there to help promote. But the biggest struggle is still the employment aspect. Mm-hmm. Who who do they reach out to? And, you know, they might hire somebody or inter- interview. And the biggest challenge of that is getting people to come in. Yeah. They'll set an interview uh Time, but won't show up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and these small businesses that are growing and need those employees, really, it's a struggle. Right. Um, and, and I know even with the corporations, uh, larger businesses that we have members, it's it's a struggle too. But looking for, first and foremost, that our small businesses is really our area in which we hope to grow the community. You know, this country was built on small businesses. Right. Yeah. And, and, and most small businesses don't have full HR teams like the large companies that can go out and do nothing but recruit. So mm-hmm. it is, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. It's, you know, business owner, you do everything, finances, right. HR, just like me. <laughs> I'm the only employee at the Tri-Village Chamber and I do 85%, 80, 85%. I have a contract with uh, Robles Designs who does my marketing and communications who is phenomenal and uh, I know Brett's going to be working with Yasmin to get things done. So, 
but no, it's, it's just like, you know, we have unique businesses in growing. Um, one of the ones in Grandview, which is Lion Cubs Cookies, if you have not tried the cookies there yet. They're Lion Cubs L- Cookie. Lion Cubs. Yes. That's an interesting name. Yes. So the name came from the fact that one of his grandparents, grandma or his grandpa, used to call him Lion His grandfather. Cubs. His grandfather, yes. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we need to give another shout out to them. Yeah. Yes. And maybe get some free samples. Well, and he was an evolution from you know making it in the kitchen mm-hmm. to storefront. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He he started. Yeah. It, ironically, he started in <laughs> February of 2020. Right. He was, and a warehouse yeah. doing deliveries. Yep. And it has grown, and now he opened in Grandview um, in April, and I believe they're open Thursday through Sunday, and they're I think they're doing like an absorbent amount of cookies coming out of that one space, like 4,000 in four days or something and 8,000. It it just, and they're, you you know, you can't just go in, get your cookies. They, you know, depending on how many you got, if you put, get them in a box, you go sit in the car. And I, I told Brad, I said, this is the worst part about your business. I come in, I get cookies. I go to take them home and they, and they never make it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, they try to give them to you fresh out of the oven. Jeez. Oh, so you got these cookies and you're smelling and oh. you just open the box and you close it and then you eventually you're going to open it and start eating. But their cookies are huge. Mm-hmm. They're like a four or five inch diameter. Yeah. I mean, and they're incredible. And you haven't brought any free samples? I haven't done that yet. No, that's that's very true. Very true. So I mean, but I, you know, I we're we're, we're podcasting tomorrow, Brett. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that on your way in? <laughs> Everything's on my way in. Uh-huh. You know, if you really want to get something, yeah. it's on your way in. It you just know, depends exactly. on which way you go. That, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, as, yeah. Yeah. exactly. As I, it drives my wife nuts. I say all roads lead to. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, right. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, I, 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 exactly. I, mean, I, I call that shipping cost, though. That you know, you have to eat a cookie or a slice of pizza before it's taken home. It's just the shipping cost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, and we did a ribbon cutting there, and I'm sitting there talking to him about you know showing him um, our database from their side, and he's like, "You got to try it." And I said, "I can't." <laughs> he goes, "Why?" I said, "Because if I start eating, I taste. I'm going to keep tasting, and the whole cookie is going to be gone." But they did this pumpkin white chocolate. Cookie. Oh, jeez. Oh, Don't even go there with yeah. that. That's yeah. not fair. No. no. Yeah. And now I'm. I didn't know. expect to gain weight just listening to this conversation. Oh. I mean, it, it, you know, and we have um, just so many different small businesses. Yeah. That Cream and Nut is a member. Oh, and, fabulous. Oh, yes. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Best in town. Mm. Best in town. Grape jelly only, though. <laughs> I like strawberry. I like strawberry, but only peanut butter and jelly. It's grape. Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to do that for board meetings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, so so David, let's think in terms of small businesses and small business ownership. It's taking very different formats in today's economy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen lots of different things happen. Sure, you can open up your shop, but as you just mentioned, somebody started in a warehouse. Um, You can buy a franchise, sign on as an independent worker, become a consultant. Every Uber driver, you know, every Lyft driver, 
when you are working for yourself, it's your Mm -hmm. small business, all of these options show potential in this new normal of ours. But overall, what skills do you see um, with your members that seem to be most important for their success? You know, it is the networking aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I have members that truly are learning the understanding of getting out and sharing their business with other business owners. They can share stories. They can share ideas. Um, It's just, you know, when you look at these business owners, you you have that idea. You just, if you're going to go with it, you have to go with it 100%. And you have to believe in yourself. Because and, and this is what I always tell my members. I can bring you together. You have to close the deal. Mm-hmm. I make introductions. I can talk and I walk away. It's up to you guys to take the next step. So that's truly who we are is making those connections, networking, and just promoting as much as we can about our communities. And beyond. That's a great point when you're really talking about, you know, being sure of yourself, your product, your service, whatever it is that you're doing. And my background in helping people find jobs, it's the same thing. They're really selling themselves to the employer to be hired. And you have to be, you have to go in and show the value that Mm -hmm. you have, that you're bringing to the table. You know, the old business to business stuff has been going on for a long time, but it, I don't know. Was that just kind of pushed more at the large corporation level than it was with small businesses? I think it was always there. It's just, you know, when you look at a small business, it's difficult because Mm -hmm. our events are usually during the day um, and trying to get away from your businesses. You know, when we do early morning restaurants, they if they open for breakfast and even then if they're doing lunch and dinner, they're still there pretty much all day. So it's truly trying to get people to focus on what their greatest need is. Um, You know, when I have brought businesses together, I have had small businesses come to me and say, I'm looking to do marketing. I'm looking to grow my business. And it's about conversation. Mm -hmm. What do you need? What focus do you want to go? And then I can connect you with um, different things and different aspects and other business owners in the community to help Mm. and focus. All right. Well, you just mentioned marketing how are you helping? How is the chamber helping with marketing and social media roles with, with businesses? What are you seeing the role of social media and marketing? Has it changed over the past couple of years, even in the last time you were in a chamber as it being in that? And now today, maybe that's a better comparison. How, how is that working for businesses? What, what do they need to focus on? What are you seeing working? You know, and it's funny because I, and I think about this when I first started in the chamber business many years ago, mm-hmm. I think we were just getting the World Wide Web, right. WWW, <laughs> yeah. um, and email and all that. So we didn't have, you know, the resources that we have today. Online presence is huge, you know, and that's, I think, one of the things we learned through 2020 is your online presence. What do you do to help market yourself <clears throat> online? And everybody does it differently, you know, Um we have, I know, like Main Street Boutique and Fabtique, who are two female-owned retailers. They have great online presence. I see them on uh, social media and Facebook showing off their different, you know, the different articles of clothing and accessories that they have. So it's, you know, you might only reach five, ten people, but if 
one person comes in in the old marketing world and they one person will tell 10 well 10 those people will each tell 10 so it's growing and it is as hard as it is and i know what the struggle is always being pleasant and in welcoming and you know being warm and fuzzy and you know i sometimes i think 2020 was very hard but it was a blessing in many ways because made us look step back and look who at who we are and recognize what truly matters and how we want to do business. So, you know, you can have your brick and mortar and you can have your online presence still. It, it's just, you know, I don't think that's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a, it definitely made everybody take a look at themselves and people around them. And this is some, somewhat callous, but it did weed out mm-hmm. a lot of businesses that's, mm-hmm. Probably, we're only going to survive when things are great. Right. Mm-hmm. And those that made it through this, we need to support mm-hmm. <laughs> because they yeah. did the work, the hard work. You oh, know, my gosh. That kind of goes back to your comment about believing in yourself. It seems to me that a skill that impl- that businesses have really emphasized over the past 18 months has to be innovative. And to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who are still hanging around. Right. And I have a lot of conversations with business owners. And it's, you know, I always say I can help. I can be a partner, but I can't do your job. And like I said, I can't close the deal for you. You have to be able to show me where we fit in as an organization and how we can promote you. You know, we do a weekly newsletter that if somebody wants to promote an activity or an event, we put it in for two weeks. We, like I said, we have the calendar on our website, job postings on our website. We're constantly doing social media posts post on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So embracing who we are as an organization, and in some ways branding and rebranding our um, focus. Mm-hmm. But looking at the small businesses, you know, I understand you may be the business owner and you're working 8, 10, 12 hours a day, but you sometimes you need to take that step back and pause and interact with other people because you get great ideas. And I learned through the Main Street program, similar businesses complement each other. Mm-hmm. You might be similar, but you do things differently and there's different opportunities there to grow. So just about sharing and being true and opening up. Right. Oh, very, very true. And that that is, um, net, you know, networking is um, not just talking, it's listening. That's the same thing that you're saying is that when small businesses work together, they see um, the mission goals of, e- of the other organizations mm-hmm. and how they mesh together. That's when you can really truly have some success as a group. And, you know, that was one of the things I learned early on. You need to take a breath and listen. Mm -hmm. And especially as my career went on, listen, because you want to be sure to understand what the other side is asking or or needing. Um, You know, I know people that will go on and on and make it always about them, but Take a deep breath because you do have a lot to listen to and offer possibly someone else to be strong. And that's why, you know, it's funny we're doing the speed networking. And, you know, my my comment in our description was, did you forget how to network? (laughs) It's a good question. 
Yeah. A lot of people. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen each other. It's going to be two years that we're going through this and with that shutdown and, you know, separation from interaction of all the people we used to deal with, we, we kind of forget. Right. And, and, and you may have to go back to your crib notes of how you did it before and you got to go, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and Always evolve. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, you probably did and didn't think about it, but you've never had the opportunity – you haven't had the opportunity recently to do something like this, to introduce yourself again at a luncheon, at a breakfast. Hit me. When, the first time I went out and introduced, like, how do I say what I do now? Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. change a ton, but there were tweaks to it. It's like, no, I – can say this now. Mm-hmm. I can say this now. I don't need to say that anymore. Or are you just more? Maybe more. The, the, as you mentioned, the confidence is there too. Yeah. That, well, and that's like, you know, I'm a touchy feely, huggy, handshaking person, and it's like, what do you do? Do you hug again mm-hmm. if you know them well enough? Do you mm-hmm. shake? You know, it's like I go to meet somebody, and I'm like, oh wait, do we shake hands? Know. What, you yeah. know, what do we do? So, as a you know. As everything evolved, we learned more and more about what's going on and how to do business. But yeah, it's, it's, I think in a way it's taken us a step back to look at who we are and how we do business and moving forward. And, you know, sometimes you see, I, I just feel we, we miss that gratitude and grace, graciousness, gratefulness, gratefulness um, about where we are. Um, I mean, I sit in my office sometimes and I'm like, is this for real? I mean, mm-hmm. I have an incredible board. I have great volunteers and partners in the community. And it's just being true to ourselves and, and being warm and welcoming. So um, I'm going to move us to look at your crystal ball. Because over the past couple of decades, businesses, or our, our civilization has gone through major changes. We made it through 9-11. We made it through a recession. When um, talk about walking into to craziness, I became the director of a nonprofit agency helping people find jobs in the middle of the recession back in 2009. And um, we made it through mm-hmm. together, working together. Um, now we're trying to conquer a pandemic still, and these have all had major impact. On our, on our lives and on our businesses. What do you see for 2022? How should businesses prepare? Any particular industries that we think are really going to grow or are there some groups out there that better take a second look because things aren't going to go well? Um, what does that crystal ball say? Wow, that's a loaded question. It is. Because, you know, and it's, we as an organization, we're, we're healthy, we're strong. And moving forward, I'm planning 2022, we're introducing two new events. Um, We're doing a Women's Business Expo. And I have, um, if all goes well and there's no major international or U.S. tragedies, uh, I have Erin Moriarty from 48 Hours who will be coming in for the day. OSU grad. OSU grad yeah. and UA grad and went to St. Christopher's now Trinity mm-hmm. in uh, Grandview Heights. Mm-hmm. So I'm ex- I I got to talk to her on the phone. We, you know, it's, it's an amazing conversation we had. Oh, yeah. And I, I look forward to hearing her mm-hmm. talk because, you know, we were, we we're going to 
do the superhero theme. And she's like, people might not think they have a superhero theme or a superhero power. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we want to bring out of them. And mm -hmm. so it was a great conversation. And then we're doing a um, Tri-Village Taste. So, you know, I've been working about a year and a half on both of these events and uh, we're moving forward, making the big announcement in, in next month or in January. But I think when you're looking at a business or yourself, look deep down what you're providing. It's always about quality. It's always about the ability to, again, listen and communicate well with others what your needs are as a business. I mean, you don't know if you're an entrepreneur, you don't know what's going to work and what might not work unless you take that chance. Um, we have a lot of resources to help small businesses, new business owners build their business. And it just, you know, I'm hoping the restaurants will rebound um, strongly. Um, I know retailers are looking at the way they do things differently, mm -hmm. like the trend is for these small boutiques that you have a different product and you have one of each size and the person tries it on. If they like it, they, you order it for them and it's delivered to their house. So they don't have to carry. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want, I want to, I want to know what great finds I have. So it's going to, it's again, mindset, you know, what's focus on the good things, keep the negativity out of it. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, who we are as an organization is trying to be as positive and promote our members as much as possible. So one of the things that small business owners probably need to um, really keep in mind is that the networking isn't just about selling something. The networking is to get more information about what's going on around you. Um, my, you know, one of the things I say to people about a whole lot of different things is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And you may not even know enough to ask the right question or to ask the question to the right person. So you have to keep listening and meeting others and finding out what they're doing to get a bigger picture of what's going on around you. So it isn't, we don't necessarily have to look at you know, oh, this industry is going to go down the tubes. You know, everybody thought restaurants were going to go down the tubes at the beginning of the of the pandemic, and they were phenomenal about pivoting and making things work. Mm -hmm. So there's always possibility. So I guess that changes my question. We shouldn't look at who we think is going to be in trouble, but we should look at how can we make sure people have the information they need. Yeah, and that's, you know, the big important thing is Business plan. If you're starting a business, business plan. Um, no, you know, a bank's going to want to see a business plan. Anybody, you know, resources out there really want to see a plan. And that's one of the things. We have other resources. We have connection with SCORE, which is mm -hmm. professionals working um, through SCORE to help small businesses grow and help start new businesses. Um, just the different resources and marketing, you know, with Brett here and his company there, you know, we're doing a lot of things to recruit members. And I think just the resources and the ideas, I mean, my committee meetings, we're an hour, we have an agenda and we set it and we have great conversations and we accomplish things. And that's the 
I think the biggest part where we're seeing some growth is I'm not going to waste time. Let's get in, get done what we have to do. Let's do our events to promote our members, bring our members together and let them share information and, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Why not? I mean. And so our listeners who could be a small business person anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, um, take this as a lesson that if you're having difficulty networking, contact your local chamber and volunteer. Yeah. Look at, look at membership organizations. I mean, and volunteer in the nonprofit world because it truly is. You never know who you're going to meet. Right. And, and who you connect with. It's huge. Yes. It's huge. Yeah. I, I want to go back a little bit, and I, I should have asked this earlier as a, a follow-up question to the employment mm. itch that we have, that, that we just can't seem to scratch and get rid of it. What uh, resources and events and such is the chamber putting together, has put together to, to spotlight at least the state of and helping with resources that they that businesses know that they can call David up and mm-hmm. say, I got this. Where can I go? Kind of stuff. What, what, what has the chamber put together and is putting together to help at least spotlight? You're not in it alone. This is what, what's going on. Here are resources. What's going on with the, with the chamber in that regard? So looking at the networking events and making sure that we have that connection, you know, might be beating a de- dead horse, but it, it is about yeah. networking. Well, the, um, the networking piece too, I just because you interviewed someone as a business and didn't fit you, it could fit someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's doing a good deed forward. Right. Yeah. It, it really it, is if you think about it. Just because that person can fit you, maybe it's going to fit somebody else and they're going to do you a favor back. Well, you know, and somebody that's attending our uh, speed networking said, I know a lot of these people. She's like, what? what, what? I said, you'll know. It's just a conversation. You'll find something new about these people. Don't worry. Don't, and, and don't assume you do know yes. anybody completely. True. Yes, true. isn't that true? Truth. We yeah. all find that out. But, you know, what, twice a year we do an economic development download. Um, this past, this month, actually, we had, it feels like so long ago. We had Steve Stivers, who's the president of Ohio Chamber, who did an incredible job talking about, you know, the vision and in, in future. And, you know, the Ohio Chamber does a lot of advocacy and promoting the state along with the state of Ohio. So, it, you know, providing platforms to educate. Um, we do our luncheons. We have a speaker um, in January. I am. I, I forgot. It. Oh, now I remember to tell them. But. Our three communities will be doing a review of 2021. Um, In March, I have one of the co-founders of Cohatch speaking. So it's listening. Whether you're an executive or you're entry level, we want to make sure that everybody feels welcome and that you you take away at least one good aspect. Right. And and what I want to ask, too, is, so I'm a business owner, and I do want to do business and do business with people in the Tri-Village area, but I'm, my business is not located there. And you have other chambers that you could be a, a member of and such. What would be some advice that you would give a business owner in regards to how to interview a chamber to become a member? What should be, they be looking for, do you think, that they're going to get the mm-hmm. best benefits <laughs> from being a ch- – because, you know, you could live on one side of the city and be a chamber member on the other side mm-hmm. because well, that, you, most of your business is done on the other side. It could and, be, or you live opposite, you know, those sorts of things. But not – all chambers are not built equally. And there are a ton of them. We have – I don't know what – I think I 
we counted at one point in time, it was like 120 chambers in central Ohio or some. I mean, you can't afford to belong to all of them. Right. I, I believe Steve Stivers said Ohio has the most number of chambers in the sta- in the mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. and it's at like 278 or something like that. In the in, whole state. In the okay. whole state. Okay. So, you know, it's it's a matter, and I think you hit it when you said, you know, I do business here. If you do businesses in the community and you're trying to look at, you know, how do I grow and, and get my name out in that community more, then that's a great idea. You know, each chamber is different. You know, we all have different levels of membership. So, you know, I'm not going to say ours is better than the other, but I, I believe strongly in who we are and my board and the volunteers that we've brought in to help build and, and keep us moving through these times. But I, I just think it just it, it depends on what's a fit for you. Mm-hmm. Call your chamber, talk to them, whether it's the president, CEO, or if it's a membership director, talk to them, ask them questions, you know, and, and I'm not going to, you know, if somebody ever asked me, why would I join yours over another? And I said, I, I can't answer that because I'm not truly understanding what, you know, your business is, say Hilliard. Hilliard's a great partner of mine. You know, their president and CEO and I are, are friends and we talk quite often and, you know, we, we want to try and do things together. So, you know, I know Hilliard, Dublin, Worthington and Westerville does a um, business fair. Okay, great. So, you know, where do you think you fit in? Where What would mm-hmm. give you the most um, advantage? Right. And it is, you know, you can, we have members that are just members for the insurance. We have mm-hmm. several, you know, several benefits. One of the members or uh, benefits is the health insurance plan. Mm-hmm. So it's um, through Southern Ohio Chamber Alliance, which is SACA, organization we belong to, and they, um, you know, it's Blue Cross Blue Shield, so Anthem. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. And, you know, it's just what are your business needs? What do you see important to you in that community? Right. Well, yeah. we have to give a shout out to Mr. Stivers in the Ohio Chamber. We interviewed him for a special program for veterans programs. Um, he is uh, retired with the National Guard, and mm-hmm. so, um, but it gave us a lot of information about what what the Ohio Chamber was doing. The other group too, and I guess this is a reminder to our listeners that you know make sure you check our website because with this podcast will be resources to help you mm-hmm. as a small business um, owner. Um, is the Ohio Small Business Development Centers, which provide incredible information, mm-hmm. all free. Um, if you need a marketing plan, if you need a business plan, if you need an accountant, if you need to um, learn how to look at accounting sheets, those anything, they are willing to help you do that. And there are small businesses all over the state by region. Yeah, and it's um, also the SBA has great resources. Right. They offer classes. Mm-hmm. I think our SBA, and I'm pretty sure, is out of uh, Columbus State. Yes. Um, but there's so many different resources to help you mm-hmm. even put a business plan together. SCORE is an excellent organization. We have a great partnership with Mm -hmm. them and provide platforms just to, you know, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And that's what really is important is what do you need as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a future business owner? What is your goal? What is your focus? Mm -hmm. Um, But look at how to write a business plan. Right. All right. 
Um, David, one of the major changes over the past year, um, it was incredibly quick and um, we had to do a lot of pivoting, a lot of changes, but technology just was uh, overwhelming <laughs> during during the pandemic. You know, we all learned Zoom or Teams or whatever it was that, that our office ended up using. Um, restaurants had to change their products, their services, their delivery modes. Um, other employers had to deal with online ordering delivery. They may never have they, they didn't have the capability of doing it, let alone um, have it on their website. Um, others still had to figure out how to market their business and, and stay relevant so they could live, you know, get through the pandemic. Um, what did Was there anything that the chamber was able to provide in teaching or introducing best practices in technology? You know, and when you say Zoom, I start twitching because yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> we are in person today. Yes, and, but when, you know, when you look at technology, I think we're still going to have that platform mm-hmm. of and Zoom's Zoom, not going anywhere. Zoom or something, and and I could be wrong. I don't know. You know, I don't have that in my crystal ball. But when looking at the best practices, we just you know, when I was contacted by businesses and we did some online Zoom meetings, just members and talking and chatting. And um, it's just a truly each industry is different. Each sector is different. What works for one might not work for the other. You have to know your business and know what your needs are. So that's what we try to encourage. And even now, you know, I reach out to members and new members. I'm like, if you ever need anything, Let's sit down and chat. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about where you're going and what your focus is. Or you just want to get to know me, let's talk. Um, but I think we just kept the aspect of your online presence needs to be there during this time. Right. And now, you know, who who knows how, where it's going to go. Like when you look at, from what I understand, I think Chase isn't coming back downtown. They're keeping their, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that building. So, the way we do business is so different. A lot of people want to stay home. I can't stay home. I can't. Yeah, I, my crystal ball says this. I think you're going to hear these questions from business owners that my business isn't growing. I need help. And your answer is going to be, when's the last time that you went face-to-face? Do you do 100% Zoom? Mm-hmm. Are you home all the time? And that's going to be an epiphany, a moment of, oh, yeah, I've got to change. I got to stop doing Zoom all the time. I do have to go out and get a cup of coffee every once in a while with a client. So I all, think I really think yeah. that's what's it's, it's going to be a turning point that just at that dawn of, okay, I'm relying on this too much. You know, the communication through Zoom or whatever your your choice of uh, online <laughs> presence is. Um, I was going to say choice of poison. Choice of poison. <laughs> yeah, it's important, but I think. Yeah what you lose is that you still, you, I mean, you have that face to face. It's like a phone call to me. Still, Mm -hmm. you lose some of that informality Mm -hmm. and getting to know and conversation. You can have conversation, but this in person is so different and more, more warming. You know, I think too, and I'm going to go back to resources again for every employer we have who we're sort of pushing out the door and trying to get them to meet with people, we all, we likely may have employers who, even though they um, sputtered through the pandemic, really don't know how to use technology well. And again, there are resources out there for them to learn. So I was just talking to a neighbor 
yesterday about um, who who was interested in doing some online learning. I'm like, um, have you ever heard of LinkedIn Learning? Um, it used to be called Lynda.com. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn Learning is very expensive, but it teaches you everything. Well, one wonderful resource that Central Ohioans have is go and get your Columbus Library card, and you can do LinkedIn Learning for free. And it's huge. And that's what's interesting. We all, I found that, you know, libraries are another industry. Oh. They're not what you used to. Right. Remember the old... Card catalog, catalog, yep. The index cards. <laughs> I was a, I worked worked in libraries, yeah. Yeah, and if you got something out of place and they caught you, you're in trouble. <sighs> oh yeah. But today, there, you know, and before I came here, we had a luncheon. Um, Beth Hatch, who is the director of the UA Library, was talking about the economic impact of libraries in our community, mm-hmm. and they're huge. Oh, absolutely. You still have people that like to use them for books and resources. But there are a lot of resources that are untapped, like business development that we were talking about. Yes. The A to Z database. You go in and you can look, divide up by sector, by zip code. I have not learned this yet, but I'm going to be doing this. But looking at the reach, the sectors in your industry and how to help target your business to these sectors. So right. There's the, the downtown Columbus Library has a huge business area. And the law, online learning is powerful, but if you really need to talk to somebody, those librarians can help you. And you can also download things. Yes, yes. So, you know, the, the libraries score SBA, SBDC. There's a lot of online platforms. You know, SBA has a lot of classes, like you were saying, mm-hmm. that they offer. But write it. Know, know what you want to do. You, you have your story. Have your top 10 points. This is my business. This is what I want to do. This is how, you know, where I want to be. How do I get there? And it it's really a business plan is like a resume. Mm-hmm. A resume helps you get that job. A business plan is going to help you get the resources and funding you need to start your business. Yeah. And business plans don't have to be a hundred pages long. No, hmm. no, uh, I'm, I'm one. Keep it short and sweet. Right. Get rid of the fluff. Right. Know. Get yeah. the fluff out of it. Well, and, and yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, for the most part, we've kind of put stuff on hold in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to go, okay, what's the next 10 years look like in what, if we want to call it the new normal. Okay. So if we are going right. to exist the way we are today, right? what do you want to do? You know, how, how do you want to make it work? Yeah. And figure that out. You, you have to not become stale. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You, you have to keep reinventing, and you know we've I've talked about this, and I'll continue to talk about it. Where do you want to be? How do you want to get there? But you have to redevelop continuously, grow, and think outside the box. All right. Yeah. So as we end, not that this episode was not full of great wisdom, <laughs> things wow. to think about. That's the first time I heard that. <laughs> you, Usually, it, usually he, when he sits and does records our podcast from the chamber, <laughs> he's he's laughing quietly, and uh, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you want it to be that way, so I figured I better be a good audience. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Any words of wisdom that you want to leave? Like I said, this has been a great episode. Lots of great things to think about as a any size business owner, from entrepreneur mm-hmm. to small business to a large business. Doesn't matter. Business is business. But any parting words that you'd like to give our our listeners about, if nothing else, about uh, 
again, I don't want to answer your question, but I I wanted you here because I truly believe with Trite Village Chamber Partnerships done. I mean, I've been working with them with the podcast Business Inspires. I forget how long now. It's been years, and I love this chamber. I truly okay. believe in smaller chambers. Okay. I really do. And I I can't emphasize enough, don't overlook your local chamber. No, I, I mean – one of the best compliments I had is that I'm warm and welcoming and that, that just, you know, makes me feel great that I'm doing my job because I don't want to try and shut, you know, am I perfect? No, but looking at it, take a deep breath, take a deep breath, sit back and focus, write down what you want, where you want to head and, and sometimes maybe you'll find out you need to make changes and sometimes, you know, you just need to tweak a few things. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, don't overthink. That's my don't overthink. Yeah. Don't overthink anything. And I used to be that way. But it's, it's again, listening, sharing, and, and networking. And, you know, whether it's someone you don't know or, or someone very close to you, just conversations are great. Yeah, because I think Chamber allows you to also feel the comfort that you are not alone. There are resources at mm-hmm. your fingertips, a phone call away, that being a part of any chamber you have access mm-hmm. to. You can ask as well as you will become a resource, yep. which is pretty invaluable if you think about it. Mm-hmm. That, Very you know, much that, so. that's, that's that self-confidence that your business is a resource. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big if you think about that. Yeah. It really is. It, it, do you? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the big thing. Do you, you know, you're going to, some people might like you. Some people might not. You can't please everybody, but do what's best for you and, and really move forward and, and embrace what you want to do. All right. Wonderful. David, thank you so much. This has been great fun. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thanks so much for coming here and talking to us. I hope we'll have you back. Sure. You'll, you'll be willing to come back and see us. We want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, the, the couple of events next year. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk we're yes. gonna, we're gonna, a little bit more in depth as we're we get gonna, closer. Yeah, because yeah. our Be Your Best Self programming has been incredible. It's our women's programming. And it's like to hear more about it. Yes, right. yeah. definitely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So listeners, thank you for being with us also today. And you'll find this podcast as well as information and resources that we discussed during today's podcast on our website at lookingforwardourway.com. Um, and good luck in pursuing your own entrepreneurial dream. 